What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another installment of Two Minute Warning. We have a lot to talk about today, Tommy. Yes, we do. It has been a very busy, was it three weeks since our last episode? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know when we would do another one, but I just I just thought that like we had to do one soon because it, it, there was a lot going on. There's too much going on for us too much now. On. I mean, first of all, it's Super Bowl week. I know. It's Super Bowl week. Yeah. Right? And here we have our, our residents. Super Bowl. So I was hoping for the, the 49ers in the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, about that. Uh, I think they lost. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to start off today. I mean, it's, there's a lot of, like, NBA stuff to break down. But, I mean... We have to talk about the Super Bowl, right? So yeah, we're gonna start team. off with our. I mean, just just who do you think would win the Super Bowl? Let's just do two minutes on that real quick. Starting now, go ahead. That's that's a tough question because, I mean, the Bengals have done a lot of great things this postseason. I mean, just Joe Burrow's looking like a elite quarterback of the future. Jamar Chase looking like one of the best receivers in the league. Their defense is actually really good. Evan McPherson might be the best kicker in the NFL. Mm, That's that's a bold statement. That's a bold statement, but he is that good. But I'm going to go with the Rams here. I think that the legacy of Matthew Stafford is going to be defined by this game. And we're going to, he is going to put himself into the Hall of Fame conversation. And he will be a Hall of Famer because if he wins the Super Bowl, it's like a done deal he's in. And just, I think the Rams have too much firepower on defense and the Bengals offensive line is suspects. And I expect Aaron Donald to have a big game and other guys like Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey on that defense are going to play well. And I think that's what it's going to come down to that Rams defense is just too good for the Bengals offensive line. I think. I, I mean, I, I like the points that you made just regarding the Rams and I think that's why they would win the game. But I just think that in terms of like, I don't know, and just in terms of like momentum wise and like what they've done this season, I think the Bengals have the edge there. Like in terms of star power, you can definitely like say the Rams are a lot, a lot better of a team. Right. But in terms of like a whole team dynamic, I don't know why, but I just, I'm getting, I'm getting Bengals vibes. I'm not just not just because I'm like a big Joe Burrow guy now because, you know, who is it, right? But I think that that's a very good. I mean, it's a very good matchup. Like I, I think it go either way. It's not like last year's Super Bowl where everyone was like, "Well, Tom Brady, you know, like Patrick Mahomes," but like I don't know. Let's bring in. Does anyone want to make a prediction? A Super Bowl predictions, anyone? prediction just give me a team uh and i'm why. gonna say Bengals because um joe burrow that's his name right yeah he dresses nice so that's that's my uh, so it's a good prediction from our yeah, fashion off the rams actually jimmy g if you're listening to this. <laughs> sorry you guys don't cuss on here I'll, I'll I'll i think this episode we've started i yeah. feel like we should yeah we should what that's <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, any other picks? Shout out Taco Sir. Just fucking Taco. 
<laughs> Far. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's have like a go and, Joey Burr. Okay, like go Joey Burr. Who's gonna have the best uh Super Bowl commercial like prediction? I know Ooh. this isn't sports, but like Budweiser. Yeah, Budweiser. I heard there's a Budweiser one. I heard Budweiser there always delivers. Yeah. So do you remember a uh, puppy monkey baby? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dilly dilly. Yeah, I don't know. There's, I don't know if we'll see any iconic ones. We'll, we'll, we'll have to like revisit that one. I think there's gonna be a lot of celebrity ones this year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll so that, that's for our Super Bowl pick. Yeah. But I also have another question in terms of, uh, matchups. Besides the whole, you know, Joe Burrow versus Matthew Stafford and, uh, Jamar Chase versus Cooper Cup. Just like the secondary guys. So my question is, who makes a bigger difference? Cam Akers or Joe Mixon? And then T. Higgins versus OBJ. Two minutes starting now. That's interesting. I think I'm going to lean. I I think Joe Mixon is obviously a better running back than Cam Akers. But I do think that the Rams have one of the best defenses against the run in the league. So I think he's going to be less effective than Cam Akers potentially could be because I saw remember in the I don't know if you remember the AFC championship game but Jarek McKinnon was like torching the Chiefs or sorry the Bengals a couple times I was like dang they I mean they can't stop him on the run or off the pass so Cam Akers could have a big game and I think OBJ is another one that I think he's a guy who's a Super Bowl away from being a true legend of the game and he's going to stop at nothing to get there I think the Bengals are a great team, but they're a young team, and they're obviously they can be back next year or in the future. Yeah, um, I think I, when I saw the Acres versus Mixon matchup, I was I was just like, I don't really know how big of a factor the run game plays and will play in the Super Bowl, even though it should, mm-hmm. just because like you know like you have to bully that that Bengals D line. You know, I don't know, but. I think that in terms of in terms of who makes a bigger difference, I I will go with Joe Mixon. And then I was talking about this with Ryan earlier. Like he said over under um Jamar Chase over under Jamar Chase 150 yards. And I was like, I feel like that's an easy under for me, just because of the fact that like while I may dislike Jalen Ramsey. If you have Jalen Ramsey on you the whole game, you have to you, you have to like turn to other options such as T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. You know, like I think the Bengals would be having to would have to do that on Sunday just because of you know like the Rams defense is what the, the story of the game. But I think besides that, it's like you have to you have to have guys like T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd make the difference as well. So. Yeah, I think the Bengals have a really deep receiving core, but on CJ Uzama, that's a big hit. That that's he's a big loss right there. Yeah. He, he would have made a big difference, I think, for that mm-hmm. Bengals pass attack. Any insight panel? Bun's fantasy streamer. Who? Uzoma? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would you put CJ Uzoma on your fantasy team? Oh, I did not. Oh, like, okay. Bun. That's like. <laughs> yeah. Who's, yeah, who is, who is a TE2? TE2 is uh, Drew Sample. Oh, yeah, Drew Sample. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, small sample yeah. size. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be too good. Uh, uh, this season, he has 15 for, or no, 11 for 81. 
11 for 80 11 for 81 that's yeah. it oh okay huh. well well then i guess like i said it's gonna have to rely on like first half yeah like it's it's looking like a it's, it is looking like a cooper cup jamar chase matchup but like i said I really do want to see what the secondary guys do. And it's like weird to be calling Joe Mixon a secondary guy. I know. All right. Next topic. We have just two minutes on who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl MVP? Go ahead. Oh, this one, I would go with Aaron Donald, I think, because I want to say, like, oh, Matthew Stafford or Cooper Cup are going to be those offensive guys. But I think for the Rams to win the Super Bowl, it's going to come down to the defense. And I think Aaron Donald is just too dominant of a player to not impact the game on defense. Cause I know they have other guys, Ramsey and Von Miller, but if Aaron Donald has himself a game, like how is he not going to be the Super Bowl MVP? Yeah. And especially against an offensive line, like the Bengals that's not been, t- I mean, they were pretty solid against the chiefs. Burrow only got sacked once, but to expect them to, be able to stop Von Miller and Aaron Donald. One of those guys is going to break free, and I think Donald's going to be the one who I think can break through those double teams and create some havoc. I mean, I I agree with you. If the Rams do win this game, it's going to be Aaron Donald. I think because if the Rams do win this game, it's going to have to be a lot of Aaron Donald like bullying the Bengals O-line, very, very weak O-line. But if the Bengals do win, I mean – what other answer would you have besides Joe Burrow, right? I mean, unless McPherson, but <laughs> unless McPherson makes like five kicks hey, for a game if, winner, if he gets four field goals and a game winner, I think he's the MVP. That's I, it. I'd four love to four that. field goals with a game winner, it's Evan McPherson. Yeah, yeah. Three, three, three 40 pluses and a game winner. I'd say three total in a game. I'll winner. put it on that. Three total yeah. game winner? Okay. I think that's definitely possible. Like that's yeah. that's the kind of football the Bengals have been playing all playoffs. Plus, I don't even I didn't want. Did you watch any Bengals games in the regular season? I didn't. No. So, like, yeah. So I think that yeah, I think the Aaron Donald pick is pretty good. I think that either Joe Burrow, Evan McPherson. That's a that's a good. I would bet on that. I would bet money on that. As the bet's would, pretty high. I would like, win on that if I'm. Like <laughs> First All right. on Joey Burrow becoming a folk down hero but kicking Jackson Mahomes out of the playoffs. Well, look, I'm sure everyone was happy about Jackson Mahomes getting out of the playoffs. Yes. Like it's so hard to like hate Patrick Mahomes, right? But Jackson, Except for his family. Yeah. But then you see his brother. And his girlfriend. Oh and yeah, and his girlfriend. Now yeah. yeah, now it's like so then now you have two guys to like two people to like level out the love of Mahomes because I mean Tommy you answer this because you like Mahomes a lot no I love Mahomes but <laughs> the more you like find out about his family you're like how do you root for this guy you gotta see yeah him. you gotta see his family celebrate yeah. all the time popping champagne and pouring it on fans like what mm-hmm mm-hmm all right now, moving on to the next topic, we're just going to do two minutes on. I'll, I'll read all the awards that were handed out tonight. Okay. So the Pepsi Rookie of the Year, Jamar Chase. Yeah. De- defensive Player of the Year, uh, TJ Watt. Nice. A rookie, uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, also Jamar Chase. Offensive Player of the Year, Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Micah Parsons. 
Uh, we have comeback player of the year, Joey Burr. Uh, we have guys team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have a coach of the year as Mike Vrabel. Uh, there's now a daily, DraftKings Daily Fantasy Player of the Year, you know, Cooper Cup. Okay. And then, of course, the MVP goes to Mr. Aaron Rodgers himself. So, any problems with that? Any comments? Two minutes. Go ahead. I literally have no problems with any of those names. Yeah. Like, I can sit here and say, like, you know, Tom Brady over Rodgers, maybe. I could see that argument. And also, Jonathan Taylor maybe over Cooper Cup for Offensive Player of the Year. But at the end of the day, like, Cooper Cup had an incredible they season. Were all, they were all deserving of the award, yeah. I think. And Aaron Rodgers, I mean, they're the number one seed. He put up great numbers, didn't turn the ball over that much. It wasn't, like, a great Aaron Rodgers season, but it was good enough for the MVP. And yeah. there's no other quarterback besides Tom Brady who was even close to MVP status. I mean, thank God, like, playoff success doesn't matter in the NFL in terms of M- MVP voting because, like, Aaron Rodgers would not have gotten that award. No. Um, but then, you know, you also wouldn't have considered Jonathan Taylor in the first place. Like, if if you're counting playoff success, it would have been Cooper Cup, right? Yeah, so, right. yeah definitely would have. He's been balling out this playoff. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess we'll have to wait to see the first wide receiver MVP still, but I think Cooper Cup balled out this season, I think. If he got the MVP, I would have been. I wouldn't have been mad. I know other people would have, but I like only Packers fans would have been mad. I yeah, Buccaneers fans would have yeah. been mad. Tom Brady didn't get it. Yeah, exactly. I think that. Yeah, I think with the final forty seconds, since this isn't, I didn't really like write this down. Let's just. What are our thoughts on Tom Brady retiring? He's not retiring. All right, can I say? Can I say something? Yeah, yeah. You you bring this. He's up. going he's, to the Niners. He's spinning Tommy. out conspiracy Tommy. theories. You're with right. the podcast. He's going out of retirement, retirement to go with the Niners, teach Trey how to be a quarterback, and he's going to get the Niners. That was supposedly what Jimmy G did the past freaking We're season. We're not going to talk about that fool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I like your point, Andy. I just think at the end of the day, like, Brady's done. I just think he's like he, – he did <laughs> yeah, all but, he did. Yeah, but – It's okay, buddy. It's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. But he's like, gonna be good. Hey, hey, hey! They dude, traded up for him, which means he's worth yeah, it. Which means you're showing. No, it's okay. okay. Hey, it's okay, but the like, Niners—they got to sign Debo. They got to sign Debo and Nick Bosa. Like they don't have the cap space to go trade Jimmy and then also like bring in Tom Brady's contract. Like That's it's just gonna point, be. <laughs> like trust me, Trey Lance is your best option right now. Yeah, it's very Our, true. No. It's very I true. agree with that. Over. <laughs> All right. Uh, one more NFL topic for today because we can talk a lot about the offseason and future episodes, but yeah, I just wanted to bring up the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Like, okay, yeah, where is this man going to play next season? Niners. Two minutes starting now. <laughs> I had to look at you for that. Yeah, of course, he did. Honestly, uh, I don't know. what's your prediction? Just I like, kind of you know, like it doesn't, it, it doesn't Tampa have to Bay. make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. I, Tampa Bay, I think, is too obvious for him. I think if he was going to go to, like, an actual contender, he would go to stay with the Packers because, like, obviously they're the best team in the mm-hmm. regular season last year. And they just added Rick Bis- Rich Bisaccia, the, mm-hmm. the special Raiders. Teams. Special teams. That's, that was a great hire for them. I was oh, a little yeah. upset that the Raiders didn't hire him as the head coach, but I understand. Um, I think the Broncos make the best fit. If he were to leave, 
I think they have a good enough defense. And I think they have the weapons necessary to actually compete. And I think at the end of the day, Rogers wants to be in competition. And if he were to go to the AFC West, I mean, he's got to battle Mahomes mm-hmm. twice in a season, Herbert twice in a season, Carr twice in a season. And if he's the competitor, I think he is, that would be a fun, exciting challenge for him, knowing that he has four MVPs already to his name. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't like have a solid team for him to go to, but here's my thing. If you're Aaron Rodgers and you saw what happened in the playoffs this season, you don't want to go to the AFC. That's like the last thing you want. Because if what you want is to go to the Super Bowl, you're not getting to the Super Bowl with already guys like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and now Joe Burrow, right? Plus, you know, you also have other guys like Lamar and Justin Herbert, right? So I think that like while the team that I would want Aaron Rodgers to go to might be like the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't think he should go to an AFC team, which sucks because I don't really have an NFC team for him to go to besides the Packers. So I I think that's his only choice for now, unless like, I don't know. I I think the timing of it all, it just sucks because like there's where else, you know, I, I, I don't want him to go to the AFC. And he shouldn't want to go to the AFC. I mean, it's just crazy to think about that if Rodgers were, let's say, retire or go to the AFC, the best quarterback in the NFC would be probably Matthew Stafford. Yeah. If we really think about it, Matthew Stafford might be the best quarterback in the NFC. Yeah. That's a little crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) Or or you want to say Dak Prescott or Kyler Murray, which I don't. No. But that's just what it's going to come to for the NFC. So here's the thing, like – I was thinking about this. I don't know how it would happen, but if Aaron Rodgers played for the Seahawks, thoughts? Uh, no, Where would Wilson go? Will Wilson go to the Packers and you're? I don't, think, I don't think that's like a straight up deal that like, you send like Wilson to the Packers. Okay. I think that Russell Wilson can go wherever the heck he wants. Like, like he can go wherever and like lead a team. That's true. But I think for Aaron Rodgers, he needs. A, an already good team to you're take him the Seahawks are a good team hmm? you're saying the Seahawks are a good team I'm not saying the Seahawks are a good team I'm just saying like if you put I don't know like if you if the Seahawks focused more on their O-line for example that's true Russ would never have would want to leave right so I just think that I don't know there's like a whole thing that needs to happen for that to happen but I don't have a team for him. Yeah. Stay, stay with the Packers. It's a tough situation. Either retire or stay in Green Bay. Stay, That's stay. The best for him. All right. Now, now that we're done with that for now, what a day in the NBA. Oh, my it, God. It crazy. There's, There's, I mean, I thought two days ago it was crazy when uh, the Halliburton trade happened. Yeah. I thought that was crazy. And last night I was talking to Ryan. I was like, there's no way this Ben Simmons thing happens because like, <laughs> why would it? Right. Um, like I wanted to see it happen, but I was like, there's no way. So yeah. let's start off with that. The- I'll put two minutes on the clock, but I think we'll take more than two minutes. Cause we've taken like eight episodes talking about Ben Simmons. We always talk about this guy. <laughs> we oh always have. So I think this is the end of an era. I think it was the last time we're ever talking about Ben nah, Simmons. We're going to talk about him more, but let's, <laughs> So I'll put two minutes on the clock. We can start talking about it. But 
I mean, first off, first first thoughts about the trade. Uh huh. I I. Everyone's saying I, I hear a lot of people saying the Nets fleeced the Sixers. They won this trade. They didn't. Ben Simmons hasn't played a single game this year. Kyrie Irving can only play in home games. Kevin Durant's still hurt. And I think this is a move that they're still trying to win a title this year. If they don't win the title this year, it's still a disappointment for them. And I love Seth Curry. I think Seth Curry is a great player, but I don't think he's going to be a guy that could help them win a title because he's never won a title before. And again, I love Seth Curry. I think he's, he's a great basketball player, but I don't think him and Ben Simmons and Andre Drummond are enough for this team to win now. And I think this move for the Nets was just for the future, just in case the whole Kevin Durant Kyrie thing doesn't work because they traded for those three guys or they got Harden Kyrie and Katie together. They played just 16 games in two years and they were 13 and three. They played just 16 games. It's crazy to think about that. How three guys who you could argue are three top 15 players in the league could only be on the court together for just 16 games in a full season. I mean, okay. So the thing, my thing with that whole, the whole, like them only playing 16 games together is like, you were never going to get a hundred percent from those guys. Exactly. Kyrie Irving was not vaccinated. James Harden, I don't know when he turned off the switch like he did in Houston, but it wasn't going to happen, right? So as soon as he did that, boom, gone, right? KD, as much as I love the guy, how healthy can he really stay at this point in his career? Like, I, it feels like he's getting hurt every, every season. So with that being said, right, do I think this makes the Nets a better team? Maybe, but I think this trade is about the Sixers. I think this trade is is about the fact that you have you have Joel Embiid, who's quite possibly the MVP, now paired up with, uh, as much as I hate him, James Harden, who's who will get the job done, right? So. I think the only problem that I have with this trade is that the Sixers were holding on to Ben Simmons for so long because they wanted first round picks for him. And in the end, they ended up giving up two first round picks. So it's like, I get that it's James Harden. I get that part. I get that part. Right. But I think that the, the complete 180 they did just because James Harden thought playing for Philadelphia was like a good thing I don't know it just it speaks a lot as to what Daryl Morey has been doing with this team so I think that's just my thoughts on that real quick I mean like yeah you're probably right right we're gonna be talking about Ben Simmons more because we don't even know when he's gonna start playing I know he's but I personally I do like this trade for the Sixers I think they got James Harden. Ben Simmons was never going to play another game for Philadelphia. No. But basically, the trade for them was they got James Harden for Seth Curry. Yeah. Andre Drummond and Paul Millsap. This is a great trade for the Sixers. 
and they re and he opted in for next season too. So Harden's going to be there for this year and next with. So another thing that I have with that is like early in the week when the rumors were going around, I was like, wait, they're not, there's no way they're, they're trading Matisse Thibel. There's no way they're trading Tyrese Maxey. Yes. And the rumor, like the the proposed trades had both of them, either both of them were like one of them. And I was like, there's no way don't trade them. Like if you're the Sixers, you're tearing apart your whole team. If you do that, like, I get it. You want to trade Ben Simmons away. You want James Harden. So I'm just glad that the Sixers didn't touch those two because those two are pretty much the future of that team with, with now Joel Embiid and James Harden. So. Yeah. They, they made a great move. I think Daryl Morey did a great job of making that trade work for them and to keep the best assets of their team, Maxi and Thibel who can only get better as their careers go on. Andy, I want your take on this because we, we, I explained it to you a little bit earlier, right? I, I, I gave him a little bit of an analogy just to, for a whole understanding, but you, you know, James Harden, like, you know how talented of a player he is. Uh, talented, but yeah, I don't, really, but, I don't like right? him. As a so no, player. that's the whole point, right? Like, cause there's no way. Well, I think he belongs in Philly for, for one, because like, he, while he may be a baby, he won't get his feelings hurt just like Ben Simmons did. But most people though are agreeing though that two first round draft picks is kind of an L on the six. I don't part. like the, that's the last thing I want is for that to like backfire in the future. But I'm not really, I'm not one to think that far ahead. So I mean, yeah. Ryan, quick thoughts on the Ben Simmons trade. I, I think it's it's better off with the Nets. It's better off with the Nets. Okay. I think I, I just don't like or if I was a Nets fan, I wouldn't like the fact that I had a player, especially of Harden's caliber, like not have been playing there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the Nets kind of have to do what they have to do, move the unhappy player. They're kind of taking a risk on Ben, because I, I I don't think like I'm not I've never been a big Benson's fan, but I think he can be good if he wants to play. He can be good, but we have to see if he can get back to how good he once was. But I think I think the Sixers will be good. Yeah, I think the whole reason why this trade was a big deal was because it involved a lot of like emotional things between the two big stars. Like James Harden didn't want to play for Brooklyn anymore. He was he was gonna throw a freaking tantrum if he's played one more game there. Ben Simmons has been doing this since the playoffs. So I think that changing their mental for both of them ends up working, right? We just don't know how well yet. Neither one of these teams is gonna make the finals this year. I'll predict that. Mm-hmm. I can predict that as well. I yeah, think that teams. I think that a lot of like I ESPN is going to ride their, I'm going to bleep this out, dick. They're going to ride, they're going to ride those two teams' dicks till, till, ride their horses. till they like, <laughs> till they, till they like leave, uh, till they like leave the playoffs. And yeah. who, who do you think is going to make it from the East? The Heat? I like the Heat. I think they're going to add Goran Dragic too in the buyout market. The buyout market. Yeah. Man, not, the not, not the not buyout. Market. Hey, I'll bring you back in. I'll bring you back in for that one. We're going to talk about the buyout market later. 
I like the I like the Bucks too, reigning champs. Yeah, and they got they had Serge. I'll lie to you. I was sleeping on the Bucks in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Now they, I mean, who did they lose in the deadline? Dante DiVincenzo. But they got Serge Ibaka. I think they made. Yeah, they got exactly. I think Pat Connaughton broke his finger or like his hand up today. Oh. Okay, so that keep that on their radar. Backfired right there. Yeah, they'll be fine. All right. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with that trade. Like, I'm a fan of it. I'm never really a big fan of these kinds of trades, especially the next one we're about to talk about, because I'm very mad about this one. Um, yeah, so moving on to the next trade. And I know what trade you're talking about. You know what trade I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. So a, I feel the opposite of you, but I'll let you go first. You love you like this trade. I mean, I, I'm gonna learn to like this trade. You better. But I hate this trade because I love the player. I know. I'm talking about we're talking about the Halliburton trade. I'm talking about the Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Healed, and was that it? There was like a pick, a second round pick. They got for, Tristan Thompson too. Oh, and team. Tristan Thompson for Demontis Sabonis, Justin Holiday. Justin Holiday and well, Jeremy Lamb was the last one. Jeremy Lamb. There we go. There we go. So go ahead. Two minutes. Just go ahead. Tell me why you like this trade. I, I like the move for the Kings because this is the first time I think the Kings have made a move to get an all-star and actually tell the fans like, hey, we actually want to compete. Because I think they've continued to make moves They're like, oh, we're making this move for the future. They even trade away Marvin Bagley finally, which is something that they've had to oh, yeah. do for like the past two years. I think the Kings have, even if they don't make the play in this year and they don't make the playoffs, I still feel like with De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis, they are equipped to like compete for the future. I think they could also bring in another guy, whether it be in free agency or through another trade. Cause look at the bulls. Do we really think the bulls are going to be one of the top teams in the East last year when they traded for Vucevic? I mean, they just had Zach Levine and that was it. They added Vucevic, and then in that offseason, they had a great offseason. The Kings are a great offseason away from being an actual contender in the West, I think. They have an all-star caliber player in Fox, an all-star in Sabonis, and if those two can click, you get a big man and a quick point guard. I mean, if they click, Kings could have a really fun duo to watch for a while. And I know Halliburton's a great player, and I think the Kings would have loved to keep him because of the potential he had. But I think at the end of the day, you got to look at you're paying Fox a lot of money and you got to, you kind of have to build around that at a certain point. And you have Davion Mitchell too. So I think they were able to get rid of Halliburton and still add an all-star to it. But I'll let you talk. I think all the reasons that you listed are like reasons that I was like, that I wanted to convince myself why I like this trade and probably will like this trade in the future because you know, I never root against the Kings. I love the Kings. Like if uh, Ryan knows that, like, I love the Kings. Like, but the thing with that is I'm mad about the Halliburton thing, right? But another thing that I'm mad about is the Buddy Heald thing. And that's because I think that now, okay, now we see a whole new brand of Kings basketball and I'm excited for it right but I think that 
the this the Kings team with Buddy Heald, with Tyrese Halliburton, with Tristan Thompson, that team had had the potential, even though they were they even though they were like eleventh, twelfth in the standings. Thirteen. I had faith in that team. I had faith in that team. But, but there's a big but. I still I I believe that the Kings are now better because of it because of this trade. But I also think that it shows that the Kings don't know, like they don't have that kind of like loyalty. And that's what makes me mad about it. And I think that's, I mean, that's, I don't really, I don't really should, I shouldn't really care that much about it. I'm, like I said, I like the Kings, but I'm not, I don't have like a freaking Tyrese Halliburton jersey that I'm burning right now. So, We'll see what happens. I think you're right. I think the Kings could make a play-in push. I have them at 10. I have them taking that 10th spot, making okay. the play-in. They're probably not going to win, but probably not. if they make but the play-in. You never know. I mean, they're you saw that first game they played. They crushed the Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's probably, who knows, that might be a play-in matchup. Yeah. Because – well, the way I have it is that the seven eight matchup right now is the Lakers and the Clippers, and the nine and ten matchup is the Timberwolves and the Kings. So right, you're not gonna, I'm mean, you're gonna be surprised by my play in matchups. What's your play? What's your play in matchup, Tommy? Well, I can I talk about a trade first before we talk hey, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go I, ahead. I, I I like the CJ McCollum Pelicans trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was I a do. great that was a great move for the Pelicans mm-hmm. because even if Zion doesn't play a game this year, they got Ingram. McCollum and Valanciunas, three very underrated guys. I'm guessing you have the Pelicans in the plane. Oh, yeah, I got the – they're the 10th okay. right now. Okay. And with okay. all the crazy stuff that's happened to the Pelicans this year, they're, they're the 10th seed. They started the year 1-12. and 12. Is Zion and coming back this year? He's rumored to come back in, like, after the All-Star break. He's rehabbing right now. Okay. All right, Josh, the fans so, hold on. Just actually, I'll I'll bring it up later. But that whole like that whole thing with Portland has me like confused, just because of the fact that like the the when I first saw the trade, uh, Woj said that Portland is doing this because they want to build a team around Dame, right? Mm-hmm. And then they traded. Nikhil Alexander Walker away the next day. Yeah. So what exactly are you trying to do? They like, I think out of all the trades that they've done the past three days, they've only got like a first rounder and four, four second rounders. Their goal is to free up cap space because they have, I think with all the trades that they did, they'll have $35 million in cap this off season. They still have some tradable assets Nurkic is a free agent, so he's likely to leave. And then they could give Dame another star because there's guys like Zach Levine, Bradley Beal, even Kyrie's a potential free agent next year that could come in and form like a deadly backcourt in Portland or they get a couple more guys. Because with CJ and even Norman Powell and Nurkic, this team was only like a middle Western Conference team. They weren't going to take down the Suns or Warriors anytime soon. So in order to keep Dame, 
they had to make like this crazy move. And I think they could sign a big fish in the off season, but it's going to take a lot of convincing or if not, then they just totally implode and they trade Lillard. So I think they're built well, but again, it was just, a, I feel bad for Portland fans. Cause not only is Dame not playing, but like everything just blew up in their face. So, I mean, like the whole like rebuild thing is like very intriguing from an outsider's perspective, but you, you are right. It's like, if I'm a Blazers fan, I'm not thinking, oh no, we just blew our team up. I'm thinking, oh no, Dame's leaving. That's what I'm, that's what's going on in my head. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause like, I think that no matter what Dame wants to win, even if he's not playing. Yeah. Right. But I don't think he has a lot of say in that. And I think that if they have that conversation with him, that's like, all right, here's what we're going to do so that next season we can win. And I think you're, I think you make a good point in like saying that there's possibly like a big signing ahead of them, but I don't know if I'm Damian Lillard, I'm not like super, super happy right now. I get it. But I like, like you mentioned the Pelicans. Sure. Like, I mean, they have a good team. They have a good team. If Zion comes back, that team's deadly. Yeah. Uh, I think that here's the thing though. I, nothing about the Pelicans tells me that they're winning a playoff series. That, right. I'm just saying they're going to get in the play-in. I like that. No. Yeah. They can get yeah, in. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can get I in like the that. Okay. I, you know what team I think is not going to make the play-in? The Los Angeles Lakers. Sorry, Ryan, but they're not going to make the play-in this year. Okay, okay. That's my bold prediction. Okay, we can talk about the Lakers. So, we'll do two minutes on the Lakers. Okay. And we're going to cut it after two – we're going to cut it after two minutes, and then I want to hear Ryan. Yeah, Ryan will have the last. Ryan knows the most about the Lakers. That's a good and, point. And the buyout market. Okay? Yeah. What kind so of buyout market? So we're going to do there? two minutes starting now. Go ahead, Tommy. Tell me why you think the Lakers won't make the play-in. I just – because at the trade deadline, the Pelicans made a move. They got C.J. McCollum. They were trying to get better. The Kings made a move. They were trying to get better. I even think I like the Spurs. I think if with Greg Popovich, they have the ability to go on like a late season run and win some important games. And those three teams have basically no mindset of like failure. All these teams have not done anything in the past. Like, so if they continue to win, they're going to continue to play hard for the entire season. The Lakers are a team that are championship or bust and they're the nine seed right now. Do you really think LeBron's going to really care if he's making the nine or the 10 seed? So if by the end of the season, it's clear that like, he's not going to make the playoffs. I feel like he's going to start resting more games. Davis is going to rest more games. They're just not going to play Westbrook as the season progresses because they're not going to care about the play-in. They're not, they're not going to, if there's an opportunity for LeBron to rest late in the season, instead of play, I feel like he's going to rest and save himself for next season. Cause then they're going to lose Westbrook. They're going to rebuild the team because right now as constructed, this team is not when they're 26 and 30. And you think this team's going to go on a little magical run in the playoffs. No, this team's not even going to get in, in my opinion. 
Okay, so here's, here's, I have two ways that this could go. One way is that, like what I said at first, the Lakers could make that seventh or eighth seed, get in the playoffs, play the Warriors in the first round, and lose. Cool? Cool. Second is what you were saying, right? When does that switch turn, turn off for LeBron, for AD, for these, like, big contract guys, even Westbrook, to be like, okay, maybe we're not contending this season. Because right now, I believe that the Lakers are still contending, right? Like, it's the All-Star break hasn't even happened yet, right? And I, I can still believe that, like, you know what? Yes, we can win games. We're only, we're, we're only 26 and 30. We can, we can make it, right? But then my, my point of view switched when I saw that whole buyout market thing, and that's going to be the new meme about the Lakers, is them not making a move. Because first of all, I mean, there was not a lot of moves that could be made, right? Like Russell Westbrook, the John Wall trade was interesting. They, I, I mean, mean, there I, was, right? They, but how much would that really have helped them realistically? I don't know. Right? You can't, you can't really tell. So the Russell Westbrook was basically immovable, right? Mm-hmm. And these other guys, you can't really trade because either uh, they're really old or they just haven't shown enough this season. And I think that's the problem. So that's my two. That's our, that's our two minutes. Let's bring in our expert Lakers <laughs> analyst, Mr. Ryan Chang. I've been I've been I've been like asking him a lot of questions about the Lakers because I I want to have faith in the Lakers I want to see you do LeBron's putting up LeBron's putting up MVP numbers right on the ninth seed in the west that's what I'm saying right (laughs) he's barely played too so if the Lakers were a better team we'd be having a different conversation right but it sucks because this is the conversation we're having right now Right. Not really. Right. I kind of predicted this. I said this roster wasn't going to work. It was too. Old. I mean, you did. You did. And I said, and I said that the Lakers could still be a five seed, which I'm now very much regretting. Right. <laughs> but go ahead, Ryan. What do you have for us? I think this is a this is a very frustrating season to watch as, as a Lakers fan. I I was never that big on the Westbrook trade. I think I think if I think they're banking. I think Rob Polinka and all, all the all the people high up were banking on the fact that they would get the best out of him on like on paper how his play style might work with LeBron. And they're, I just think they just were kind of burned and they traded kind of, kind of a lot. Like I, I was like Theo earlier. Like I would kill to have KZP, Kuz, and, and Montrez back. You know. A lot of them weren't the best at times. They're a lot better than what the Lakers have off the bench now. And I just feel like, yeah, they didn't do much in the trade, uh, the trade market today. But I mean, they couldn't really trade that many players anyway. Like, who's who, who out there wants THT, Wayne Ellington, and a second rounder? Like, what are you gonna get out of that? Like, I just feel like you have to wait it out with Westbrook. And I think you just have to take on like a bad contract from someone else take on just like you just gotta get through it and maybe make a bad trade in the summer just get him out of the team figure it out get a different point guard Kendrick Dunn's gonna come back who knows he could be the next Laker point guard for the next five years I don't know he hasn't played <laughs> yet but I think you don't trade rest yet until mm-hmm. the summer 
Well, obviously that, that can't happen anymore, but. So what do you have predicted going into the second half of the season for the Lakers? I think the Lakers will be cool. Because they're very, they're very much yeah. an unpredictable team, right, at yeah. this point. So the only, the only Laker player that's involved in all-star weekend is LeBron. And he's probably not going to be focusing on it too much. It's probably like his, I don't even know how many all-star appearances made. He doesn't care anymore. I don't even think he's more concerned about how the second half of the season is going to go for the Lakers. And I think, and I, 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 my heard from my Lakers sources, there's a lot of uh, frustration in the Laker locker room. You would and think. You would think so. I mean, that's, that's a bunch of, it's a bunch of old dudes that came yeah. to the Lakers to win a ring on paper. They were coming to yeah. a good team. I, yeah. I think they're going to, I mean, I, they've said this so many times, like, Oh, we play better. Well, we got to come together, play better. But I I'm hearing this, the same. I, yeah. I think they're not going to become some crazy team after the all-star break, but I think they're going to put together more consistent performances. And I feel like their max, their, their best result could probably be six. I, I think they'll make the play and I think they'll get bounced in the first round, but I think they'll still make it. But yeah, I, I mean, it's just frustrating because you just don't really see that much improvement from them, even though they say, oh yeah, like just wait until this happens, just wait until this happens, we'll play better. And then it's just kind of the same every night. And like, they just don't seem to be bothered. Like they were up against the Blazers and I was like, the Blazers like C team and they still lost. They like Anthony Simons cooking for, for like a thirty piece, mm-hmm. and it's just like that just happens every single Laker game. There's always some dude on the other team that just is like, oh, I'm playing Lakers. Let me just drop thirty five mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, All right. Yeah, that's it. Thank you, thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Well, we'll we'll revisit this topic near playoff. Come playoff time, someone's gonna be right, someone's gonna be wrong, and we're just gonna have to face it because the Lakers have not been the the Lakers that not everyone was expecting them. I mean, I know Tommy was very much, very much predicted this, but there's, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Now I'm just going to, now that we've gone over pretty much like all the major trades, in my opinion, I'll just give you a couple of the other trades that went down and you're just going to give me, I'm going to give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down. No, a thumbs, thumbs up or a thumbs down. For the thumbs, teams. For the teams. Yeah, so you're going to like. Win. Yep. Lose. Mm-hmm. Or just give me who the winner of the trade is and give me who the loser. Okay. okay. That's fair. Got it. So first off, we're going to go Porzingis to Washington and Davis Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie to the Mavs. Mavericks won the trade. Because I don't think Porzingis is a good fit in Washington. That's it. Okay. I I think that the Mavs also won that trade. I think that the fact that they got rid of Porzingis mm-hmm. was already a win. They got Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. I mean, good for them. Good move. Um, next, Montrez Harrell to the Hornets. Ish Smith and Vernon Carey Jr. to the Wizards. That was definitely a win for the Hornets. I think even if Harold doesn't start as center for them, he's still going to play 25 minutes, at least a game for them as a big man, offensive scoring machine, rebounder. They needed a big and they got it. So it was a good move. I think that Charlotte, like I told Ryan this earlier, I think Charlotte 
is like a five six seed in the east so they're gonna start moving up more oh yeah uh next we have Derek white to the celtics for josh richardson and romeo langford and a 2022 first round pick that's what the spurs get Mm -hmm. i like that move for the spurs but I, do. I think, I mean, Derek White. Derek right. White's a, a low-key ball. He was like a role player for play. that. He was a role player for that Spurs team. Yeah. But I, you know me. The Celtics he, lost that shooter. Yeah. So you know me. Celtics, the Celtics lost their, their, their shooter. Mm-hmm. So I think that Boston is where dreams come to die. And I think that Derek White will play less will play um, worse on that team. But I still think that the Celtics got their guy. I mean, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good addition for them. I still don't think the Celtics are doing anything special. No. I think Derek right. is a good player. Derek White. I like him. Next up, we have a four-team deal. We have the Detroit Pistons receiving Marvin Bagley. The Clippers getting Rodney Hood and Semi Oja. How do you say that? Ojale. The Bucks get Serge Ibaka and a 2022 second round pick and a 2024 second round pick. And the Kings get Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, and Trey Lyles. So, first off, Pistons. I think, I mean, Marvin Bagley, like, what else are you going to get out of the man? He's, he's a talented player, and I think if he can figure it out on a young Pistons team, I mean, it could work for him, or if not, then he doesn't re-sign with them. So it's like Clippers, when, Rodney Hood and Semi Ojale. I think that if they can get Kawhi and Paul George back this season, and there's a, a stretch that could happen, it's a stretch, but if they get one of those guys, they could make a a solid playoff right? I think the Clippers are like silently building like a scary team and we just don't know about it we but... even talk about the Norman Powell and Robert oh yeah yeah that's coming up that's coming up uh I think the Bucks getting surge is a very I, I feel like this trade is good for all teams I think the yeah. Bucks getting Serge Ibaka is very good for them mm-hmm. but then the Kings the Kings just keep adding dogs like DiVincenzo Josh Jackson I mean I don't know how much Trey Lyles really plays anymore but I think Josh Jackson was what, like the eighth pick or something? A while something. ago, yeah. I think yeah. it was like 2017, I think, or 2018. Yeah. I think that's that was a good move for the Kings too, trying to build like a contender, a playoff contender. Not I think the real winner of that trade is Marvin Bagley's dad. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you saw all like the commotion that he was like causing about his son playing for the Kings, but – I think he finally got that dub and you know, good for him. Uh, Torrey Craig goes back to the Suns. The Pacers get Jalen Smith in the second round pick. I, it's not really that special to me. I think the Suns getting Torrey Craig back. Cool. Good for them. That's all I got. Uh, yeah, I got really. Uh, PJ Dozier and Bull Bull to the Magic for a second round pick. Bobo is so undervalued. I'm sorry, what? I know. What? Wait, who was Bobo on originally? Who traded him? The Celtics. Jeez, oh, the Celtics. He was, he was on the Nuggets, but he was but, with the Celtics. And 
the Celtics only got a second pick, second round pick for that. PJ Dozier is a really good defensive guy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So what? I don't know. Maybe they needed more like room on their roster. I don't know. Someone got swindled. Someone got swindled. Just letting you know. All right, this one. The Celtics get Daniel Tice back. (laughs) And the Rockets get Dennis Schroeder, Bruno Fernando, and Ennis Cantor Free. Sorry. Ennis Freedom. (laughs) Huh? Oh, they already waived him. They already waived Ennis Freedom. They already waived Ennis Freedom. That's lovely. Okay. Hey, Lakers buyout market there. <laughs> <laughs> I think say the amount of times he just pretty much torched the Lakers. And it's freedom. I would not hey, him. I mean, buyout market. Boom. Buyout List market. it out. List out all the dudes. Oh all the dudes. In Imagine the if Dennis Schroeder goes back to the Lakers in the buyout market. How wow, fun that would be. They were thinking of trading him. They were, they, yeah, no, I saw that. They were The Lakers were thinking of trading for Dennis Schroeder. No. And I was like... Okay. Uh, yeah, I was like, that, that, <laughs> what the heck? Uh, what do you think about that? I, Daniel Tice going back to the Celtics. <laughs> like, he never left. Yeah, I mean, he played in Houston for a little bit. He didn't even play that much, and now he's back. In- I don't think the Rockets need Dennis Schroeder either. No, they, they're going to buy out his contract, too. It's not a big one either. Buyout market. He's going to be bought out. Next, play. <laughs> Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic to the Spurs. Uh, a 2022 first round. A 2020. Oh yeah, and then Thad Young, Drew Eubanks in the 2022 second round to the Raptors. <laughs> I like the move for the Raptors because they they need a big man, but he's like Thaddeus Young is also like not like a traditional big man. So he could play with the lengthy unit that the Raptors have. And I don't I think- know if this is just me, but I feel like the Raptors just got an, an another OG, but like a slightly less OG. Yes. I think that's what happened. I think that's what Thad Young is for them. Yeah, this added another like solid power forward kind of player who can play and guard multiple guys. Like it's I think the Spurs really just did that for the first round pick, uh yeah. Goran Dragic. Buyout market. Buyout market. He's going the heat. <laughs> Buyout market. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about this. Uh, Aaron Holiday to the Suns, and the Wizards got cash. <laughs> I think the Wizards won that one. They need some cash. <laughs> they need some cash because of Chris Stops's contract. They need some cash. <laughs> all right now the one that we were t- this is the one that i like just missed like i was ryan kept bringing this straight up to me and i just kept forgetting about it norman powell and robert Coving- covington are with the clippers now yeah the blazers get eric bledsoe keon johnson and justice winslow and then a 2025 second round pick so if you're the blazers you're blowing up your team right it doesn't matter anymore you already traded away cj McCollum. why not trade away Norm, why not trade away Roko, right? Mm-hmm. But like the Clippers, though, right? The Clippers didn't give up that much for those two. No, they Eric Bledsoe is washed. <laughs> Just as Winslow is supposed to be young, but he's also washed. Yeah. Keon Johnson, who? <laughs> there we go. Who? Who? Like, <laughs> come on now. You can't. 
I the Clippers are a scary team. I'm telling you, it's just a silent yeah. scary team. They're a good team. I, as much as I don't like the Clippers, but like, who knows? We might. Hey, we we gotta go out to a Clippers game. You know, Tommy, did you know that Clipper games cheapest, cheapest tickets are only three dollars? So I heard Clip. No one really goes to Clipper. Yeah, no one goes to Clipper games, but for like <laughs> Laker games in the same Crypto.com arena, Crypto. the cheapest tickets are like sixty bucks. So that's like going to a Chase Center game. Dang. I think that I, I mean. Hey, the Clippers, I don't know what seed they'll be in. They'll be in the playoffs. They'll be they'll play be in, in at least. At least play in. Yeah, they'll be a playing team for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we're nearing the end. We got another one. We have uh, the Blazers getting Elijah Hughes, Joe Ingles in a 2022 second round. Spurs get Thomas Sadaransky, 2027 second round pick. And then the Jazz get Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Juan Hernan Gomez. So I think that if you're Nikhil, you're just being tossed around at this point. Um, if, you, if you're getting tossed around and you end up with the Utah Jazz, I think that's where your problem is. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to play for Utah. <laughs> Who wants to be in Utah? Like, isn't that what LeBron said? Um, well, that's true. I mean – I think this is a big win for the Jazz just because Ingles, they got rid of Ingles, and he's just going to re-sign in the offseason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he probably is. That's the thing. It was a huge win for him just to get something for him. All right. And our last trade, which I really like this one. This is, like, one of my favorite trades. Karis LeVert to Cleveland. Plus a second-round pick. The Pacers get Ricky Rubio in a 2022 first round pick and then a second round and then two second round picks. So I think that if you're the Cavs adding Karis LeVert, you get that Karis LeVert and Jarrett Allen connection back again. I, I saw it the other day. It was great. Um, if you're the Pacers, I mean, is Ricky Rubio even playing this season? I, I thought no, he's, he's hurt. He's uh, out for the year. Yeah, so... I think if you're the Pacers, you're just completely like rebuild mode, I guess, um, which sucks for my guy Tyrese Halliburton. But I guess he's used to teams not being in a playoff run. So go ahead. Ouch. No, I think the care. I mean, this is a great move for the Cavs to get a guy who's young, but like fits like the timeline of the team because Jared Allen, um, even Darius Garland, and if Sexton comes back this year or for the future, and this is a young team, but you still have Kevin Love, an NBA champion, as, like, the veteran leader of this team. And he's still falling out off the bench. Like, he's really good. So I think this is a scary team come playoff time that if they can get fully healthy, I mean, they can make a run for it. Who knows? LeBron's going to go back to Cleveland and leave the Lakers. If they get Bronny. If they get – no, any team that gets Bronny. Any team – LeBron's going there. LeBron to OKC confirmed. Yeah. But he said he would never go to the Magic. So that would be probably the one where he would say. Why wouldn't he go? Wait, he said that? He said he would not play in Orlando. But why not? I don't know. I guess the bubble was just too much for him. He just doesn't like Orlando. Makes sense. That's just, he never wants to play there. All right. So that's it for the trade deadline. I mean, it's pretty, uh, pretty eventful trade deadline. Very, it was. Um, Um, let's see. We don't have to do two minutes on the Warriors. I, I just like to oh, say. Can we talk about the 
all-star game yeah announcements. yeah yeah, yeah. talk about that a little bit the team there because of the drafting you got all the participants and all these events i think that the new okay first off i just i'll, I'll just go in a little 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 uh rants and then i'll be done with the whole all-star thing so first off Jonathan Kaminga got uh, snubbed for the Rangers challenge. Um, I don't know how this new format for the skills challenge is going to go. I think it's interesting. Uh, why is Carl Anthony Towns in the two-point contest? Um, I really, really want to see Juan Toscano Anderson do something, but he hasn't even showed any creativity in any of his dunks this year to make him qualified for the dunk contest. But I have to root for him because he went to our high school and he's on the Warriors. Um, yeah, number five, uh, why the heck does LeBron keep getting Giannis and stuff on his team? Um, number seven, uh, next, uh, I think Katie not drafting James Harden was hilarious. <laughs> um, and then lastly, I would like to emphasize the fact that Andrew Wiggins, Zach Levine and Kat are all going to be on the same team. And I would love to see that lineup. Ooh. happen in a game I just you know the potential that that Minnesota team had so yes that's my I think that's my all-star rank so yeah. go ahead I like it I mean I'm just gonna say like Shang Yun from the Rockets why the heck is he in the Rising Stars <laughs> game instead of Jonathan Kaminga like do we not watch enough of Jonathan Kaminga like the NBA, it wasn't like a fan vote. It wasn't like the players vote. It was just the NBA was like, okay, let's pick the best rookies. And then they left off one of the most talented rookies in the league in Jonathan Kaminga. I could name you five people. Yeah, I, I could. Like Jalen Suggs like, a lot I, this year. Jalen Green has not played well this year. And it's a minutes thing. Like, yeah, no, put Jalen Green in there. Like, I, no disrespect, but like, you know, I would, I, I don't understand. It's totally just a minutes thing. It's just because Kaminga isn't getting enough minutes and the Warriors aren't ruining his like career trajectory because they're just playing him a lot. They want to develop him so that next year he's the best player in his draft class, mm -hmm. which I think he has the potential to be in next year or the year after. But like, I do who is, who's Herbert Jones? Well, he's a ball. He's, he's bond with the Pelicans. Right He's been playing well. I've, I mean, I have not heard. I, I mean, I've he's heard of. Defense specialist. Okay, okay. Yeah. See, but like, you know. Mm, okay, okay. Shen Yun's just the one I'm like, really? We're really going to yeah. put two Houston Rockets on this one? <laughs> I mean, technically three if you count the sophomores, but. It's just bad. It's just bad NBA. What you uh, is that, what else do you got? Oh, um, I do think the right the what is it the skills competition is interesting. I like that the Antetokounmpo's no, versus. I, I think if it if they were gonna do something like that, it should have been the Curry's versus the Balls versus the Antetokounmpo's. If they really were gonna do that, because yeah, who cares about Alex? No one cares about Alex. No, Antetokounmpo. <laughs> no, you no, you do the three. It'd be the three. You bring LiAngelo Ball, and then you bring Damian Lee on Team Curry. Ah, okay. I thought you were talking about just, like, the the, the bros. No, no, we're still going to keep the three. Oh, because... LiAngelo. Okay. Yeah, Put we bring back LiAngelo in there? Okay. Yeah, we do it. Or we just get another 
player from the ball family. Who knows? Or we bring, no, let's bring LeVar Ball into yeah, it. Why yeah, not? LeVar Ball in this close competition. Make it interesting. Uh, the three-point contest, I think the participants are all right. I mean, Curry not doing it is upsetting to me, but that's. Not, I don't think he's going to do it ever again. Yeah. I, but Unless, he, like, it's like his last all-star game. And he I, can, like, he, he's going to be like, I can prove that I can still win this. So. I personally think, I hope Patty Mills wins it. I, I'm a big Patty Mills fan. I think that'd be super cool. If I think that's him. my pick. Yeah, I like him. Um, I God, if Trey Young wins it, I swear. I'm going to be mad if he wins that one. He won't, though. He's not good enough to win no. the three-point contest, I don't think. Um, the dunk contest, I I don't even know who's going to win it. It's such a I weird have Cole contest. Anthony winning it, but. Okay, that's it. JTA. I want JTA to win it, and I I don't know why, but I feel like he's just going to throw down, like, one crazy dunk, and everyone's just going to – or actually, no, he's you not going to – I'll take it. I'll take a viral moment over a win. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I'm going to scratch that. I don't think he's going to have the viral moment. I think he's going to be consistent in all his dunks, where it's, he's going to go for the points, where Jalen Green is going to be one of those guys who's just too flashy with one of them hmm. and overshadow the rest of his. And Obi Toppin, I mean, he – did it last year and he wasn't even that good so mm-hmm. i don't know if obi could really get better on that then the all-star game i mean how does lebron get himself Giannis, steph i even had Jokic back-to-back years he's got four of those guys like what is Ke- team and luca <laughs> and luca off the bench. and then luca and then james harden and then <laughs> what how i don't know what Team no, Durant just, should not be a captain ever again. You no. cannot pick a team no. for the life of them. Um, is that it? For that, I think that's all I got. Okay. Um, okay, yeah, no two minutes on the Warriors. I think the Warriors did a great job not doing anything. I think the fact that they've lost the last two games is surprising. Um I think that. Uh, I think that James Wiseman coming back in August of this year uh, is very reasonable. Uh, <laughs> I think that if James Wiseman com- comes back before the playoffs, um, the Warriors could make a push for first. I don't know. I don't know how much of a difference he really makes. I really just want Draymond Green back, please. Uh, that's it. Yeah. I think that what we're seeing with like Kaminga playing a small ball five and Otto Porter Jr. is going to be another one of those guys who can play that small ball five. I think that's intriguing mm-hmm. because you could put when Draymond's in there, he's obviously the small ball five. Mm-hmm. So you're throwing a guy like Kaminga with Wiggins, Steph Clay, obviously in that rotation or even Otto Porter Jr. Or Iggy, like that it's just the small ball death lamp that they have. So yep. just to see guys interchange in that rotation. I mean, even because at the trade line, they really wouldn't have made a move that would have like helped. I would have been mad if they made a move. Yeah, I like this team. And I know yeah. the buyout market, they're saying like, oh, they could still get a guy in the buyout. But like, who are you going to cut on this team? Like, if you had to Chiosa. cut someone. You can't cut Chiosa. He's on a two-way. Uh, yeah, you're right. There's no one. Because I personally, I don't want to cut JTA because I think he is like no. personally to the team. He's yeah, and yeah, Damian yeah. Lee too. I think they're worth too much mm-hmm. to the culture of the team. That you can't mm-hmm. like cut them for a new guy. I just very think that. Very true. I think Bielitsa is the only guy you potentially could, but I like him. 
Yeah. I think when he's in, he's playing well. All right. So that does it for basketball. And then real quick, we're going to bring in Mr. Jerome here. Please come in because this is your time to shine. Jerome. So that's it for the NBA. We're going to move on to the non-existent league currently um, where today Rob Manfred announced – was it today or yesterday? It was today. It was today. It's been a long day. It's been a long day. Uh, today Rob Manfred announced that there's okay, going to be – is the season even happening? I don't even know what's going so on. So that's exactly what we're going to talk about. Because while he did announce the new changes, including a yeah, universal DH and a draft lottery. Draft lottery. Which I think is dumb. But he was asked, he was asked if uh if spring training is going to be delayed. And he said, I'm an optimist. He said, I'm an optimist. And I still believe that the season is uh, that spring training is going to start on time this year, which spring training is in what, like a month? I thought it was February. late February. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> so there's <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Uh, it's a mess right now. I there's like nothing going on. There's so many free agents out there still. Yeah. That like can't get signs. Like Freddie Freeman, we think like he's a brave, like he could somehow leave the Braves, and we just don't know it yet. I think so here's my so here's my only like upside about this whole thing is that I'm an A's fan. And Delaying no contact with your players, no, no real no like trade discussions means that we still have the same team. <laughs> We still have Matt Chapman. We still have Matt Olsen. You know, um, we're not going to talk about Mark Hanna or Marte. But no, <laughs> but, you know, we still have the team. People who uh, aren't free agents. We still have the team team. that we we came in with before before the uh, <laughs> before this whole lockout thing. And I would expect that and like I would have <laughs> I would expect that by now we would have lost like all of those guys right so i think that's like the only good thing that's happening i think that spring training is not gonna oh there's the uh the steroids thing yeah what do you think Mm -hmm. about that toby i mean it's bullshit (laughs) (laughs) just guys anymore like you just had because i don't know if we're gonna talk about the hall of fame or anything because that's still like some dementia but like you just didn't let guy i know it's the writers that did it but like you just said like oh these guys can't be hall of famers because they tested positive for steroids and then less than a month later you yeah know, you yeah we're that. not gonna test anymore for steroids whatever yeah that's just so bad rob manfred's one of the worst commissioners in i don't understand i don't like, understand the it's whole so dumb like if you're <sighs> hmm. Have you seen know, the man. videos where he's like everyone's booing him and yeah. he's trying to act like if that's, <laughs> if that's the case, then I better see Ramon Laureano opening day. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, is Ramon right. repeat like is he still suspended? There's or no not? like there's no consistency with this league, and it's frustrating. And and this is like the besides the NFL, this is like this is still pretty new to me because I, I just recently started watching baseball in like 2014. 20, 13 so just everything that i've seen is like why 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 right there's a lot of whys about the league and 
I think that another thing, like with the with the players association, is like remember I I think the whole there was like a whole thing with like the last lockout they had like a federal mediator or arbitrator or whatever, mm-hmm. and the players association declined that request, which means did they really want progress though? Is there, are they really getting anywhere? I feel like there's um, so. Well, do you like the Universal DH? I don't know because I think maybe we've talked about it before, but now it's like official. I have a controversial opinion, but that's because I'm a fan of a team that's in the American League. You know, I think having your pitcher hit it—it it is a part of the strategy in the National League. You know, that's how baseball you know started. But personally, if I was a team, I would want to be you know, in the American League with the Universal DH, because I don't understand having someone bat who's going to get, like, a .05 batting average. Like, I don't see a point in it. It I don't think it's controversial. I mean, I like the Universal, I like the Universal DH. I think, like, for example, guys like Max Freed, if you really want to hit, you can be the DH for the game if you're pitching, right? Like, it's not that hard to to put you in the lineup, but that's like a limited number of guys who really is like, yeah, I, mean, I want to hit. So it just seems like having your pitcher hit who isn't even really, really swing the bat. That's just an easy out. It's they could even get hurt, you know, so you're doing that risk. So I understand why they would do universal DH, you know, I understand it's having your pitcher hit is classic, you know, that's how it was. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, that's like, part of the strategy but for me it's like yeah you want you want a big boy you want Pablo Sandoval as your, as your DH for the Braves yeah I don't know. yeah because I think what Shohei Otani did this year like proof that the MLB can have a universal DH because like he played almost every day and he was a starting pitcher and a DH yeah like, and he raids like so if there are pitchers that can hit they can be DHs when they pitch, or they can play in other games potentially if they still mm-hmm. want to. So I think this opens up to like better things for the league to see more of these dual athletes play potentially both positions where they yeah. wouldn't if they were just pitching five days every five days. Agreed. I agree. And yeah, I think that's all. Oh, what are we doing tomorrow? Well, yeah. What are we doing? Tell, tell me what we're doing tell tomorrow. Me, you know, you know what game? Tommy, guess what we're go- what? Tommy, guess what we're doing tomorrow? Take a guess. Just take a gander. I don't know. I know. If you could go to one sports game right now, yes. <laughs> you could see one. If you could see one, sports, one team sports team in person currently, what would that one team be? Right now, I mean, I'd love to see the Warriors. I don't know. No. What, 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 wrong answer. Kraken? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to the Ducks Kraken game tomorrow. Wow. Come down, Tommy. Yeah. But I wish I could. Be done time. <laughs> what time's the game, bro? Game seven. seven. Dude, I got a queen size bed, homie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, for. Good to finally uh, see our team in action yes. tomorrow. He's wearing a Warriors jersey. I'm wearing my jersey. I'm wearing my uh, Kaminga jersey tomorrow, uh, nice. along with this hat. Gotta rep the bag. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know how hockey games work. I know they're fun in person. Yeah, so yeah, looking forward to it. And then, like we promised you in the beginning of this podcast, 
the first episode, we were like, eventually we'll have some hockey in there. And it's probably going to happen next season because this season I have no idea what's going on. I did. I told you guys, I watched the skills challenge. That was very entertaining. That, that was very entertaining. The dodgeball one, the one guy, that was awesome. That was, yeah. So after this hockey. game, you're going to be talking hockey 24. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be like that guy 23. I don't know. So. All right. And I think that's it for today. We broke down the Super Bowl. Tommy got the Rams. I got the Bengals. We got a friendly. You got the Rams? We got, okay. a, we got a friendly <laughs> bet here at two minute warning going on. Uh, someone's going to be right. Someone's going to be wrong. Uh, let me just remind everyone that in my delusional bracket, I was almost right because I had the Bengals and the Niners. Yeah. Um, I got I got half of it because uh, who – no one predicted the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. I'm telling oh, you that right you now. Did. I did. <laughs> exactly. In your delusional In world, my delusional your bracket. Your heart said the Bengals would do it, but your no, mind – I mean, who – Come on now. Everyone wanted the Bills to win that game. I wanted the Bills to go all the way. That game was crazy. So um, yeah. I mean, that's what we said. But my delusional bracket, go Bengals. Go Joe Burr. I think it's, it's going to be a great game. Um, I think the next time we talk about it or the next time we see, we see each other, we're going to talk about it. And then we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers again. And we're gonna talk. About, I mean, there's a lot of we're NFL things. Simmons again, yeah. the Lakers again, the Warriors. Mm-hmm. See now, you know how like we have like a designated A's and Warriors segment. Now we have a designated Lakers segment because yes, we it's, very un- it's very unpredictable. There's always something happening with the Lakers. So always, yeah. And with and that, we, and we now have a and we now have an expert Lakers analyst. Uh, <laughs> analyst. So that's just how it works here now at Two Minute Warning. All right. And with that being said, thank you for watching slash listening. Um, thank you to our guests, panelists for not, today. This one's actually coming out. Right? Yeah, the, sorry. Andy was in a lost episode. <laughs> I said hashtag release to Andy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you to Andy Jerome. Thank you to Ryan Chain. Thank you to Garrett Novak for promoting his taco spot. Uh, thank you to Tommy for staying way past his bedtime. Um, it's late, you guys. It's a late one. I'm just yeah, gonna it's... go 24 hours 53. You guys don't know what that means, but if you do, I'm proud of you guys. <laughs> All right, and that's gonna be it for two minute warning today. We'll see you at the next one. Peace out. Peace.